Welcome everyone to our 3PL satellite, giving you better insight on how to run, manage, and of course, scale your logistics businesses. I'm really excited today to chat with Manny McElroy. He's a senior vice president of transportation over at ITS Logistics. And we're going to discuss the importance of building relationships. All those very important, but we're going to talk about the intentional aspect of these relationships how to build them, and how to make these connections uh, really work for the supply chains that you're working with, and overall make supply chains more resilient and sustainable at the end of the day. Manny, thank you so much for joining us. I'm excited to have you on. Yes, thanks for having me. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I think you're going to have some really great insight on uh, especially practices. And let's start right there. What are some of the best practices for managing relationships with suppliers, shippers, your customers, and other stakeholders within the supply chain that you're working in? Well, it's, uh, that's something that definitely I, I take uh, very seriously with us. And I know it sounds a little cliche if you, you talk about it, but first and foremost, you got to be honest and have some integrity when you're building relationships with your customers. There has been an absorbent amount of logistics companies that have flooded the market uh, over the past couple of years. And it's really, you got to get to know your customers. They have to get to know you. And I think the best way of doing that is showing a little bit of vulnerability. You have to, you have to understand that, you know, your customer has to make money. We have to make money. Vendors have to make money. So having open conversations and dialogue in regards to the situations that come up, that helps build a relationship. But also you have to have different levels and layers within a company from the ground up to the sea levels and having each people talk and connect with the customers. Yeah. It's almost being able to let your guard down and, and really let them see you as a human, right? Allows them to build empathy and the problems that will eventually arise. I think that's the hilarious part is like, especially in the brokerage situation, shippers, they expect a perfect world where nothing will go wrong, but something will go wrong. Right. And you want them to be able to, consider the human aspect of that relationship and aside from the business in those situations. Oh gosh, absolutely. I mean, and that's something well, whenever we do sales training, I talk to all the sales reps and say, listen, you're selling, you're selling the company you work for. Yes. But you're also selling yourself. And what I mean by that is if you don't have a good relationship, working relationship, and also have some sort of a personal relationship with your customer, it's not going to go anywhere. You have to think, especially in the logistics world, you're working 10, 12, 15 hours. Sometimes and a lot of it you're spending with you know, time on the phone with the customer. So you have to like each other and get along and have some commonality between both of you. Otherwise, it's not going to work. Uh, most definitely. And I love that we bring up that that human aspect first, because I think that's the big kicker. There's so many, like you said, all these like big type of relationships out there. Uh, but you have to be intentional. And speaking of intentional, how have intentional investments in relationships and networking in particular have helped really get logistics companies and their shippers and carriers through these times of disruption, these black swan events that we never thought would occur that have just been like layering themselves on top of each other over the last couple of years. Well, I mean, I think, you know, going through the pandemic and everyone being kind of siloed, tucked away in their home offices, you know, being able to get out, go to trade shows, go to conferences and be able to connect with all different people, vendors, customers, other carriers, it's, it's really, uh, people are, are, are yearning for that. And I mean, they, they are thirsty for knowledge given all the disruptions that have been happening in the marketplace. So when you bring everyone together, great minds and everyone gets to have, you know, conversations, uh, read panels or do whatever, 
that gives them an opportunity to be able to understand what's taking place in the current market, but it'll also be able to prepare themselves for what's going to happen in the future markets. That's a really great point. When you uh, have worked with your customers throughout these last couple of years in particular, how have those relationships, how have you been able to uh, really leverage those in order to not just keep customers right uh, through these hard times, but maybe double down on that relationship and build even more trust? Well, everyone knows that it was a carrier market over the past couple of years, right? Rates were going crazy. I mean, if you had a truck, you got to get gold. So what I talked to the team about was always focus on the long term. You know, when you're when you're younger, growing up in a sales position, you always want to make that quick buck, right? But as you start maturing as a sales organization, you have to understand that the the market ebbs and flows. It's going to be in your favor at one point, and it's going to be in the customer's favor. So when it's in your favor, it is very very valuable to have the conversation with the customer. Let them know you're here long term. Don't gouge on rates. Show up. Have great communication. Have great service. And also, too, don't take a customer for granted. Because right now, all those small customers that you neglected during the, the big times when your other big customers are paying us money, chances are you're probably calling those small customers asking for freight now. So you, you have to understand that just because you're in the driver's seat at one point doesn't mean that you're going to be you know the passenger seat on the other side. You have to work together and you have to have that little bit of light of communication. And, and what is that relationship building, uh, relationship and the outcome of that look for someone in your role, but on the carrier side of things? Well, I mean, carriers right now, like I said, I, I talked to one of my customers the other day and he says, I'm getting calls from 30 plus carriers a day right now. And he's like, I just, I don't have time to take on all these phone calls. So as a carrier, you have to be very diligent and, and very pointed and strategic on your phone conversations because customers are extremely busy right now. And when you're trying to, let's say, go after or prospect new clients, you have to go up and provide value to them. You can't sound like one of the, co- the carriers that come on and they're just asking all these questions and not knowing the business. So when you go out, to be very pointed and strategic on how you're going to provide value to those prospecting customers. And when you're on the phone with your current customers, it's building relationships on a personal level, but also going through their supply chain and understanding how you could help add value to it currently. I like that. And um, I want to talk about how this can be, well, we talked about more of how you can build these relationships, but let's talk about the opposite as well, learning from maybe how uh, destroying these relationships. What are some of the common mistakes that you see companies out there, people that you're competing with, and when they're looking to try to build these relationships, uh, even not just at the beginning of that relationship, but throughout the long term of it, where most commonly are companies, logistics providers, uh, failing that relationship and, and maybe shooting themselves in the foot? Right. Um, it's It's kind of goes back to what I was saying and in the, the higher market times when you had that opportunity to kind of bring that customer in close, you didn't do that. You didn't take the time to be able to have those conversations and treat your customer the way they should be treated during those high times. So now it's kind of biting the butt. But right now what's happening is you're having opportunities to uh, really kind of dig in deep and provide that service, that communication with customers. And the market's down. Let's just call it what it is. Rate per miles are down. Margins are slim. So what people are trying to do right now, I think that's going to be hurting them, is they're trying to squeeze out every bit of margin as they possibly can to try to make ends meet if necessary. But that's not going to long or last long going into the current market. We're still going into downturn. So you have to understand like that right now is the time to uphold rates, 
keep rates competitive with market, but you also have to have your service and communication because what people look at is I'm going to go where the money is. Okay. So that's where they're going to provide all the value from the service communication. And if the money's not there, a lot of times all that other stuff deteriorates. You have to uphold all the same stuff as if you're making crazy margins, even in the downtimes, because the market is going to come back. So continue to have that type of relationship with your customer while building the service and communication on the back end is what's going to get you through some of these downtimes. Yeah, I like that. The ability to really build that that long-term relationship. And yeah, you know, I'm interested, especially in the role that you're in, how do you balance both that need for the long-term relationship and also the ability as a business to adapt quickly to the changing market? What do those conversations sounds le- sound like? What type of tips could you give those out there who are, who are trying to do exactly what you said, help carriers or shippers understand the long-term effects of this market and honestly, how cyclical it could be at the end of the day? Well, I wish I could tell you I had a crystal ball on how the best way to do it is. I learned from my mistakes. Uh, I think that anyone that's been in the industry for some years, you know, 2016, this happened. 2019, this happened. Uh, and learning from how, when I managed a sales team back during those times, I was one of those carriers that wasn't in front of it, didn't drop my rates quick enough, wasn't paying attention to the market. So my best thing to give to other people that are starting to grow a business is look at it from where you're at right now and understand that the market is going to come back. So everything that you do right now and how you show up big for your customer is going to help you when the market turns. So for us, we're looking at long-term dedicated partnerships. That's something we always strive for. But in, at the same time, we're very opportunistic. What I mean by that is we will always work to help provide um, service to customers in need, even though we don't have dedicated long-term relationships. But we use that and we leverage that opportunity. You say, hey, listen, this is the provider we are. We helped you out in the jam. What can we do to be a more of a long-term provider? So not just look at making a quick buck and then moving back and moving to a different customer. It's, hey, we're, we're going to help you out here. How can you help us out when the market turns? And that goes that goes both ways. Yeah. And I think a lot of this really goes down to the culture that you're building as well, right? Being able to have everyone on your team be on the same page. Uh, how can companies ensure that maybe their mission stay with their values and, of course, sustainability goals at the end of the day align with those of the partners that they're choosing, whether it's the carriers or the shippers themselves? No, definitely. We uh, we actually had a conversation this morning with our senior leadership team. It's how to manage in a down market. Uh, and it's really understanding the why. Why do you come into work every day? Why are you doing what you're doing? And also standing, understanding your customer and your carrier's why. And we we hold relationship building even on, uh, if we're using third-party carriers, asking the same thing. What kind of stress stresses and struggles are they dealing with? And that's really aligning as a company with our customers and with other carriers from a value standpoint, what do they value? What do they care about? And then, and then working towards that as a, as a common team, because if a carrier is needing to make ends meet because the market's down and that's not a time to go gouge them. And we all know that if you're a broker, you can keep pushing carriers down farther and farther, but how is that going to help you when the market comes back? So we want to work with companies, uh, vendors, whoever that align with our values and integrities as our company. And um, that goes back to just treating people the way they should be treated and, and uh, having compassion. Yeah, well, definitely. And uh, do you find, like when you're working with many reps or um, sales-facing uh, representatives as well, 
is that sustainability aspect and the, the goals of maybe what you're achieving, do they attack the sales knowing that, hey, this is what we stand for and these are the shippers that we're looking to partner with? Yeah, I think that doing your due diligence when you're going after customers, um, you know, back when I first started um, on the sales floor, I mean, 15 years ago, you would just pick up a phone and call and say, hey, I'm here to move some freight. How do, you know, what do you, what do you need? Uh, now it's, there's so many different technology platforms to go in and do some sort of due diligence and understand the background of your customer, understand who they are, where, where they grew up, um, and getting to know them a little more because there are whatever, 18,000 different brokers in the U S right now, and everyone's going after the same customers. Right. But like I said before, we want to align with those customers and those companies that hold the same values and the same thought process as us. And we oftentimes tell our sales team, hey, this is this is a good market to go after. This is a good type of industry to go after. It fits our transportation, our supply chain well. Let's go after this. We're we're very strategic on who we go after. We were not the call center pod. Let's just go make a thousand calls a day and see what sticks. We're very thoughtful and methodical on who we go after and, and who we align with both on the carrier side and on the customer side. Yeah, I love that. I think one trend as well when we're talking about logistics right now is it's kind of the um, uh, mitigating your risk. It's, there's different technologies that you spoke of, right, that are coming out that help solve for that, help logistics companies make better choices when it comes to mitigating the risk that can happen moving all these shipments every single day. Uh, how can companies mitigate risk, though, within their supply chain through more of a strategic relationship building and networking strategy compared to you know, just focusing on the technology of it? You know, uh, building relationships, I think having a conversation too, where you're in a situation of, you know, if you're a broker, you're, you're, you got to put the right provider or driver on, on a shipment, right? And I mean, mm-hmm. you can go out and book a conditional carrier that has bad safety ratings just to make more money because they're going to have a lower rate, but that's not protecting your customer's freight, right? So understanding and having that relationship with your customer to know that you're not going to do that to their business. Um, but from an asset perspective, you know, we're, we're always trying to, you know, keep the top of the line trucks, trailers on the road because that, that protects us from a safety standpoint, you know, and we have better fuel, fuel per mile from an emission standpoint that helps us. So we're, we're trying to do ways from an asset and, but also using partner providers in to how we're going to help create more sustainability and uh, align with what our customers' values are and what their needs are as well. I love that. Well, it's, it sounds like at the end of the day, it's just like building a personal relationship. It's going to take, uh, a little bit of effort from all sides of the party, but also knowing and uh, being very direct in what you need and, and are hoping to get from this relationship, right? And I, I think that's more of the business side, right? It's being able to realize that a relationship is not just one-sided. It can't just be a, a shipper who gives you a bunch of business but pays you in 365 days, right? It's... Uh, it's good to keep that open communication open. Uh, Manny, thank you so much for joining us today. I really appreciate all of your insight as well. And for everyone out there watching, uh, continue to enjoy the rest of our 3PL Summit today. And hopefully you can learn some more valuable insight like we've seen here today as well.